0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Built by Bama Online podcast presents Daybreak for Friday, May the 22nd, 2020. Travis Ryder, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com with you on daybreak three times per week, and it is a lot of fun to welcome back Hank South, recruiting analyst for BamaOnline.com to the podcast. Uh, Hank, it is a Friday, so all we're expecting from you this morning is to go ahead and forecast a a commitment to Alabama (laughs) for a third straight Friday. Come on, Hank. You got to be able to make that happen for us here.
1: Hey, we'll, we'll see. Anything's possible. Usually, uh, what, what's the saying? Isn't it what good things happen in threes? Or I mean, what? I don't know. S- something maybe. <laughs>
0: usually happens in threes. I don't know if it's always good. I've got or three kids. <laughs> I guess maybe that qualifies yeah. as good. Most days that qualifies as good, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, we'll we'll see. We'll see if uh, we can make it three for three on Fridays. Uh, I'm not. I don't want to promise anybody anything, but you know, it, it's recruiting and springtime, so usually things pop up randomly here and there. So never say never.
0: And speaking of anticipation, you know, with so much of the talk here of late about college football players getting back on campus and, you know, we saw the division one council for the NCAA vote and recommend on Wednesday that, you know, the moratorium that's been in play from that perspective be lifted and the anticipation being that here in the just next couple of weeks, we're going to see college football players back in facilities, back trying to get ready for what we hope is going to be uh, uninhibited 2020 college football season. But what do you get from the high school guys, the prospects out there? Because I got to think they're as antsy and, and anxious as, as the college guys
1: yeah you know they're they're excited to get back going it, it seems like a lot of them didn't outside of you know having a place to go work out at, at the at their school facility a lot of them stayed pretty active um throughout you know obviously some kids have more access to to being able to work out properly than others but you know they're they're ready to go um you know they're they're i know several of the high school coaches i've talked to are ready to go you know they they want to make sure their their kids are in shape that, that they're ready for fall camp that they're ready to actually play football because you know a lot of people don't don't realize how important, you know, condition, just conditioning and being in shape is for injury prevention and and all sorts of things besides just being ready to actually play. So um, yeah, I mean, these guys are ready to get going and I'm excited that, you know, we're kind of starting to see some momentum in that direction um, this summer.
0: Might be trying to jam a lot of the evaluation process over the last three or four months. And even through the upcoming summer months into the, upcoming high school seasons. Right. I mean, there are still some guys that uh, I would think are going to be under that microscope, assuming we do have high school football in the fall because we lost the spring evaluation period. We're losing summer camps. Um, Man, it's going to be kind of like the old days with, with the actual senior season, maybe in some cases, taking on additional importance.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I I think we're going to see guys that, you know, Bama, in schools in general, that you know, if they already felt they had a pretty good feeling on, maybe just going ahead and, you know, moving on a guy or accepting a commitment, and, and there's going to be others that you know they, they do need to perform um, as seniors and, and get that senior eval to to potentially have the opportunity to join the class. So, um, you know, it, yeah, it, it's such a crazy time and I've actually seen, um, some kids are now doing, um, you know, to get verified measurements or, you know, send verified results to coaches, you know, they're standing on a scale and filming it or, or, uh, you know, getting their height and weight uh, on camera just to be able to, you know, get information, accurate information to, to coaches and, and whatnot. So it's been, a you know, a, a makeshift kind of spring in terms of, uh, you know, staff being able to watch films staff be able to get a read on guys or evaluate guys. And, you know, that's going to continue on to the summer. Who knows, you know, what the NCAA might do in terms of, you know, how visits are going to work out after after that June 30th um, dead period, which is it's currently set to, you know, are guys going to be allowed to visit in July? You know, what are visits even going to look like? Are they going to cap it at, at how many people can come on campus at one time? So there's still so many more questions to be answered. It's going to be kind of fascinating to see it all unfold.
0: I wanted to ask you, Hank, about Kamari Lassiter, a local product from here in Tuscaloosa, American Christian Academy. Is he one of those guys that when you you look at the spring evaluation going away and the summer evaluation, for the large part, going away, is he impacted uh, by that where Alabama is concerned? And do you think he could be one of those guys that even going into his senior season – maybe needs to show a little bit more to the Alabama staff.
1: Yeah, I, I do think he's in that category right now. And, you know, there there is interest there. You know, he's talking to the staff, um, you know, I, I think once a week, if not once every couple of weeks. They're, they're staying in touch with him. Um, Steve Sarkeesian is his area recruiter for, for Tuscaloosa. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think, you know, not having this, this evaluation period in the spring, Um, not being able to come work out and he has worked out in the past and you know the interest is there Bama has you know kind of put that Mm. that offer out there for him that they are interested but um, he I I think he's just in the category of of probably needing to to show a little bit more which isn't a slight at any of these kids you know some kids just you know they have great senior seasons and and then there it is that they can uh, that you know they can hop on board but you know I, I think he's in that category
0: yeah and this is something we've talked about with a lot of prospects in the past in relation to the camps You know, you have an offer, but it's really something contingent upon getting on campus and showing what you can do in some instances one more time, because a lot of these guys, as you alluded to, they've already been on campus. They've already camped in previous years. It's just sort of the finalization, right, of the process. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that could be adjusted a little bit this year uh, due to the situation and perhaps going into the fall at some uh, some some high school football programs around the country. Something else I wanted to talk about with you this morning, Hank, is the newest feature to the crystal ball there at 247sports.com. We now have a confidence level feature when it comes to projecting commitments and making those predictions. Uh, you having some fun with that so far, Hank?
1: Yeah, and it's pretty cool, and I, I think it kind of promotes the use usage of the crystal ball more more than just you know a way of you know you'll, you'll see you know a lot our 24 the 24/7 sports guys are great about it you know they, there's not uh you know one guy makes a pick and there's a flood of more 24/7 sports guys makes a pick the guys that have access some of them that don't aren't within our network you know w- sometimes we'll see piggybacking on picks and you know. Are, are they just copying a pick? You kind of wonder sometimes, but th- I think this really kind of, uh, it makes it more so to where, you know, you have to give your insight to it. You got to put a confidence level on it. And, and it, what's also cool about it, um, which is another feature included with it is you can include VIP scoop with it. So, you know, you, you put in a pick, let's say for a, a prospect. And if you had just written a, you know, nugget on him. You can include that nugget. So when you click on that, um, pick, it takes you to the story as to, you know, why you're making that pick for, for that kid. So I I think it's really cool. It kind of, it changes up how uh, a recruit is trending to a school. It kind of, it weighs it more as on the lead experts in terms of, you know, if let's say Steve Wolfong, one of our national guys, or, uh, you know, Greg Biggin, somebody from the West Coast, like if they're the lead experts, it's going to weigh more on their pick than it would maybe somebody not within our network as far as the trend. So it, it gives you a really accurate read on kind of the pulse of, of recruitments. Um, and, and, you know, it's a, it's a really cool feature. I just I went in uh, last week before they, they released it and uh, changed all my predictions. And, you know, uh, you, you do it one through ten. Um, and, and, uh, obviously 10 feeling like it's a lock one, you know, that's really anyone's guess, you know, if the kid was picking a day, you'd pick that school. So it it is, it's a cool feature and it's something, um, I encourage everyone to go check out.
0: Yeah. I want to ask you about maybe a couple linebackers right now that perhaps you have a particularly high level of confidence in Ian Jackson of Prattville, uh, Hank. and, And what about Kendrick Blackshire, I guess, out of the state of Texas?
1: Yeah, um those are two big time linebacker targets for Alabama. Um Kendrick Blackshire, he's he's been a guy, you know, it was around this time last year that the Bama really started to pick up momentum for him. He he took a visit, I believe it was like June first, um, to campus uh he actually looked on the appeared on the verge of committing um he was coming back for the cookout and later in june that kind of looked like the the date he had circled to to make his announcement then he held off and you know bama stayed in real close contact with him throughout the year he actually missed his junior season with a torn acl but you know his, his rehab has gone really well he's uh you know he's he's almost back to 100 percent he'll be ready to go for his senior year um and, and things are you know back to trending towards bama again too you know he, he's considering lsu pretty heavily um oh in it um and a few others he has a top six out but but, but Bama is the clear team to beat. He's even admitted that, you know, Bama is the team trending for him. As far as, you know, when a commitment could happen, that's kind of um, uh, sometime maybe this summer. Um, he might want to take some more visits. That's so kind of up in the air. But, uh, you know, Bama is trending on the crystal ball. And if you look at it, it's, it's a pretty accurate measure of that. If you look at it as, at the actual crystal ball on 247sports.com. And then same thing with Ian Jackson. That That's one, um, you know, he, he's put out a top 10. He hasn't really publicly narrowed it down any more than that but um that's a guy bama's been pushing for this spring um and, and bama's looks to be the, the the pretty heavy favorite there at this point he, he hasn't come out and said it like i said but um you know that that that's the team to beat at this point and the crystal ball reflects that
0: interesting here in the last week i know you had the report for us there at bamaonline.com Crimson Tide once again has interest in a junior college cornerback. It was Ronald Williams for the 2020 cycle, and it looks like Kyrie Jackson could be that guy for 2021. Hank.
1: Yeah, um, and there's actually a couple. You know, we uh, you know we saw Ronald Williams last cycle. Bama went, uh, did an early offer um, this spring prior to the coronavirus shutdown um, to dejon Warren, who's out of uh, a junior college in Pennsylvania. Um, he's also in the mix pretty heavily, but this week they offered Kyrie Jackson out of East Mississippi. who's another guy from, uh, the East coast. He's from, from Maryland. Um, but he, he's really blown up. Um, he had a pretty strong freshman season, um, at Fort Scott junior college. He transferred down to East Mississippi for his sophomore season and his second year at the junior college level before he moves on to the next level. Um, and, and Bama has been talking to him, uh, pretty often, you know, uh, Brian Doan actually had an update on him prior to the Alabama offer that said you know he was talking to Bama every day keeping in close touch with um, with Carl Scott and Freddie Roach um, and, and you know it, it appeared an offer was imminent the next morning he talked with Nick Saban and, and there it was so he's actually really interesting he's he's a a junior college cornerback he's 6'3" um, 197 so he's a, he's a bigger framed corner um, So kind of a, a interesting skill set there with him, um, but I, I think Bama's right there in the mix with him. He he even said, you know, with the offer, they're automatically in his top five. He's actually been working out with Trev- uh, Trevon Diggs um, at home uh, back in Maryland, which is where he's from. So he has that kind of you know loose Bama connection there as far as a, a guy he can talk to about the program. So interesting guy in Kyrie Jackson.
0: As we wrap up with you on this Friday edition of Daybreak. Hank, uh, I want to get into a couple of turners, and we're going to do that when Daybreak returns right after this. So two Turners here for you, Hank, as we get out of here. Shamar Turner out of the state of Texas, Dallas Turner out of South Florida. Looks like Shamar is more of a defensive end, defensive tackle type. Dallas Turner more along the lines in terms of measurables, what you see from the Jack linebacker position. Is that kind of how those two guys match up from a positional standpoint?
1: It is. That's how yeah, yeah, and, and Bem is kind of approaching both of their recruitments with that with that in mind for sure.
0: So what do we think right now as it sits with uh let's start with Shamar Turner because I know in your latest update, it looked like the Crimson Tide, very much in the mix. Watching Shamar Turner on tape and looking at where he's at right now physically, I'm not saying he's gonna be the next Jonathan Allen, but he physically certainly fits the mold of what Alabama typically looks for uh, at that position. What what's the what's what's the shaping up with in terms of Shamar Turner and Alabama's competition there?
1: Yeah, he actually just got a, a big bump in the top two four seven um, ratings update this this week. I think he's up to number sixty seven overall per hour ranking. So um, definitely a guy that that our uh, rankings council thinks highly of. And you know he's he's been a guy we mentioned a lot a lot about him earlier this spring. And you know some of these guys you know we we talk about so many guys throughout the spring that you know we really haven't brought him up a lot since he was at the junior day in February. Clearly a, a, a target the staff thought highly of, but you know he just didn't make. There wasn't a lot to talk about with him after that, with the coronavirus shutting everything down and things slowing down a little bit. Earlier this week, Steve Wilfong, our, our national director of recruiting, uh, put a nugget on the the BOL roundtable that he was hearing that Bama was actually, you know, trending for for Shamar Turner right now, that they were, uh, you know, the team to beat from what he was hearing from his sources. Um, I checked in with Shamar earlier this week, got a got an interview with him. He's been, you know, spoke just glowingly of Alabama. You know, his, his relationship with Freddie Roach is really good. Jeff Banks um, is his area recruiter. Um, Jeff Banks and Carl Scott have recruited the state of Texas really well. And, and more and more I'm hearing more about Freddie Roach on the recruiting trail and kind of how he's perceived by, by a lot of these guys, and it's been overwhelmingly positive. Um, so, you know, we, we talked to Shamar. He said – He's not naming leaders yet, um, publicly, obviously, you know, we can hear things kind of from people close to the situation, um, in, in recruitment. So that's kind of where the Bama trending stuff came from. But, uh, he said Bama and Texas were the two schools recruiting him hardest. Uh, he's going to come out with the top five here pretty soon. And Bama's going to be in that. So pretty good position. It looks like right now, um, uh, for Shamar Turner, uh, Probably going to get him back in on an official visit at some point in the future. Who knows when that will be, um, but but a guy that, that Bama looks to be in, in, in decent shape for at this point.
0: Yeah, Dallas Turner apparently now at St. Thomas Aquinas down there in Fort Lauderdale, a program that Alabama's had some some success with, including here really in the last year or two.
1: Yeah, um, Bama, you know, 2019 cycle got got a pair of guys from St. Thomas Aquinas and Jordan Battle and Braylon Ingram, um, and, and they're back there uh, this cycle. He actually Dallas Turner just uh, transferred from Heritage um, prior to prior to his senior season, so he, I'm not even sure how much how much he was even there <laughs> before uh, everyone had to go home and, and do virtual schooling. But um, he'll he'll be there for his senior year. Um, and this has been a really interesting one. It's been perceived as a as an Alabama Georgia battle. And he came out a couple weeks ago and said Alabama had a slight edge, um, but if you looked at the crystal ball, it's a, or at least prior to prior to yesterday, uh, or I'm I'm sorry, uh, let's see, Tuesday or Wednesday, it was all Georgia, um, and that was you know you look at that and think Georgia's got a got a big lead on him. He uh, we we checked in with him on on uh, Wednesday of this week. And he said, Bama still has the edge, but it's Clemson that's now number two. Hmm. And so Georgia dropped to three for him. Um, and, and then in came a couple of crystal ball predictions to Bama uh, from myself and, and Steve Wiltfunk. So Bama seems to have uh, the edge here. You know, I, I think that, uh, you know, the Jordan Battle, Braylon Ingram connection, I think helps. You know, Charles Huff has done a really good job recruiting South Florida, a, a, a region that Bama's done really well in and, in, in, you know, throughout. The last few years um and beyond that um and, and so you know we'll see what happens he has no real set timeline on a decision but more and more we're seeing kids kind of just you know jump on board in classes since you know it's so unclear of of, of what recruiting is gonna gonna uh, look like here in the next few months
0: it's daybreak on the built by bama online podcast we would certainly appreciate you subscribing to the built by bama online podcast perhaps leaving a reading and a review while you're there as well. Hank South, always great stuff there with us at Bama Online. Always great stuff with us here on the podcast. Thanks a lot, Hank.
1: Anytime. Thanks for having me, Travis.
0: Travis Ryer for Hank South. Hoping you have a great rest of your Friday and weekend as well. We'll talk to you again next week when Daybreak returns on the Built by Bama Online podcast.